everyone this is gay side stories where the gay shit goes i am your host trillificent thank you to everyone that is listening new and old for joining me another for another week remember to use the hashtag gay side pod when you are live tweeting or posting about the show on facebook or instagram i appreciate everyone that does and this week i have another guest and i'm actually going to let him introduce himself i mean i usually do that anyway so guest have at it <laughs> what's going on everybody this is the one and only baby huey from aquamini jams and boys love beyonce and some other stuff that's coming soon what's good come on coming soon come on radio voice <laughs> so before we move on uh, why don't you tell my listeners a little bit about aquamini jams and boys love beyonce um, I Jams, me and my uh, cousin DJ Imperial, we started that about two years ago. Um, started out as a podcast, just music and pop culture. Uh, she's a DJ, clearly from her name, DJ Imperial. Um, <laughs> no, because some people actually do have DJ somebody, and it's like, oh yeah, what's the turntable? You don't know. Oh yes, we know. Bless it. But no, um, just growing up, all we talked about was music all the time. And we always had the black beats and the right on and all that shit and going to Target to get CDs and all that. So she started DJing. I'm like, we should just start doing a show. Like, why not? So we started doing that. Um, and one of the uh, stations here, online station here in DC, in the DMV uh, called Listen Vision, they found the show somehow and access well if we wanted to be on the uh, station we was like sure so now you can catch us there every saturday at 12 on listenvisionlive.com um and we just have a good time a lot of music a lot of jokes a lot of pop culture commentary uh we try to be as non-problematic and offensive as possible <laughs> uh we like teeter the lines of like 106 and park and entertainment tonight you know very uh, um, as as clean as possible. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. Um, because like if I say something too messy, or if she says like both of us get real nervous and anxious, like oh my gosh, maybe we shouldn't have said that. Oh my gosh, maybe that was too rude. That was too mean. So we just try to keep it uh, chill and but still have a good time. So that's that. Um, what's up, Beyonce? Just started that with the homie Chanel from What About Your Friends. And do tell to crime podcast, and I think he has another one coming up soon. I can't keep track because this nigga's busy, yes. but um, he works. <laughs> listen, we just started that one not too long ago, and it's pretty much just us standing over Beyonce for an hour, and it's very therapeutic for me. Hmm. Um, and it's just a good ass time, and we're still building that in figuring out what we want to change and how we want to do stuff different so it's going to be dope to see how the show evolves over time and i hope y'all niggas like it and we can end up on like a tall screen right especially when like, she i'm looking forward to when she does something or actually 
because Coachella is this coming weekend, or I guess by the time you wind me, shout out to um, Wizard Team. By the time you guys hear this, I guess it would have already happened. Yeah. But, uh, you know, Beyonce's Coachella set is coming up and it's supposed to be streaming on YouTube. So. And I, I, I will be present. Absolutely. I'm sure you will. Um, and under influence. <laughs> I mean, is there any other way to it? it? You know, you can enjoy Beyonce regularly, but under quote unquote the influences, it just adds a little something extra. Yeah, as long as you remember. And it's gonna be on YouTube, so I'm gonna be able to watch it again sober if I need to. Exactly. So it's, it's all good. Exactly. It's all good. But I'm I'm ready, but I'm not. I well, just don't know what she's gonna do, of course. Because it is Beyonce. Knowing Beyonce, they'll stream it on YouTube and then it won't be available like a regular YouTube video. You know, she crafty. So. Hey, make that shit a title exclusive because I got that too. But I've been trying to too. call Blue Ivy, let her know, okay, how many edges do you need? Like, oh. what length? How many inches? Just let me know. She won't return my calls or texts. Um, <laughs> She's going to be like, I need, I mean, I don't know why you're asking. You should. I'm just trying to, know. I want to get it in order now. You know, I'm trying to just make sure that she gets it ahead of time. Like, I would rather her get this shit on Friday. Then have to wait over the weekend, you know, just yeah, <clears throat> yeah. But I'm pretty I, sure I, she has things to do with my so I feel like her her standard fee is all edges, and that's what it is. She's like, don't I don't even want to entertain you asking. You already know what it is. Anyway, like, can, I, can I keep a little bit? Can we do like a a, a hair graph? Like maybe two or three in my lot. She's like, this is Beyonce, okay? This is not anybody else. This is not any. You know what it is. Pay what you owe. I knew her before you did. She's like, I don't give a damn. I was supporting her before you was even here. How y'all gonna treat me like this? I don't give a damn. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) All right, you guys. Let's stand out enough. So I will have links in the show notes to both of those shows. Yay. And let's move it along. So, the School and Life segment. Hey, needs a degree when you're school in life. Mm. Hey. That's actually my uh, alarm on my phone. That Every morning, Monday through Friday. That's what wakes me up. Look at you being inspirational. Oh, yep. Inspirational. I have to take a picture in order to disable my alarm oh see that's too much and it's a picture of my toothbrush too much so i have to actually get out of bed um and i have my snooze set to one minute too much no i i, I have a hard time getting out of bed it's, no, it, it feels yeah. so good i understand i feel like that would irritate me because i've seen apps like that but i feel i'm like that would irritate me like you want a picture and you want all like bitch i'm half asleep leave me alone anyway so quick reminder you guys a school in life is just a quick little something that helped you get through the week it could be something that happened during the week or something that you're looking forward to so my school in life this week is kind of i think it's apropos for the season and it's just cleaning like i've been in spring cleaning mode and there's just something about a clean home that will really fill in you really have you feeling like you can do all things 
Facts. And in my case, I had a lot of cleaning to do from when I was sick and I just couldn't do much. You know, I had a lot of stuff to throw away and mm. I just I didn't have the the strength of the Black Penta to be able to do <laughs> what I would normally do. So I've been just and I mean down to the nitty gritty. I'm vacuuming and rubbing and polishing and spraying and I've just been doing a lot but it feels so good to come home to a clean house every time like you walk in and you like shit <sighs> I live here even if it's a <laughs> even if it's a rinky dink apartment when it's clean you feel like you walking into a fucking mansion like you walking into the rich yeah. like oh, everything is in this place Nick? what what Mm-hmm. This is this is my kind of carrying on. Now, granted, it takes a lot to get to that point, and I still have some to do. But the main spaces are just like it just it just feels good, especially like right. I said, having gone so long, and my apartment looked like it needed to be condemned. Mm-hmm. I, I I think I talked about it on the show when I was talking about when I got out of the hospital. But I was like, my apartment was so dirty. I was embarrassed that I that Nikki had to come over here and take care of Nigga Cat, and I was not like, Cat. I was like, under no circumstances are you to go into the bathroom because that shit is a disaster. Oh wow! Like it was just it was really bad, but you know I guess that's a testament to how sick I was, and I was yeah. I wasn't really putting any energy into keeping shit up, and I mean I was had so much energy so but anyway that's my school in life it just it feels good and tis the season to break out that broom listen that vacuum that, that swiffer vacuum, duster everything i will say um word of Ooh. caution watch your back because you know when you get to cleaning you get to stooping and you get to bending and your back is like so let me tell you something about <laughs> the things that you are doing and that's my back was toe up i mean granted it probably because you know i've been clucking around like a bird to bicking head all week hey that's my shit my back was like you're you are a gay of a certain age so we're just (laughs) going we're just going to remind you and i was like my back oh i had to break out the ibuprofen anyway so (laughs) baby huey what is your school in life for this week um, my school in life. Um, I have two. Um, number one, my last day at my bar was yesterday. Um, as of recording, so Tuesday, yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, my life just got freed up a little bit. Um, it's going to be some financial difficulties, definitely, but um, I want to have more free time, more time to put into my shows. More time to get adequate sleep. More time to work out like I've been wanting to. Um, more time to get more sleep. <laughs> Can't say that enough. Um, and just to go back to having a life. Because I, I miss having a life. I miss going out with my friends. Um, so that that was exciting. So today's my first day of only having one job for a little while. And, and I'm getting a part-time that's going to be very flexible with scheduling. So... Everything should work out. I'm excited. Um, the other thing was, since you brought up the Black Panther, um, me and my grandmother actually had like a 45-minute to an hour discussion um, of us just 
standing over Black Panther. Um, That's real. And I never thought in my life that I would be on the phone with my grandmother, rolling the blunt, and standing <laughs> over a, a superhero comic book movie. That sounds ideal. You know, I... Um, like, never. And to hear her talk about the women in that movie and how, how much it meant for her to see that mm-hmm. uh, at her age... Not she's she's like in her seventies, I think. So she's not like super duper old. Yeah. But she up there. But um just to see that uh, uh like older generations are impacted by this shit. Like it's it's phenomenal. Um I had to explain to her that you know how the Avengers work, she still didn't quite get it. But she said she is gonna go see the Avengers only because the women are gonna be in it. Um, and that she's happy that he's bringing them with her, with him, because he can't fight. <laughs> um, he, you know, if we're telling the absolute truth, his hands could use some improvement. I'm not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. Not good. Oh, but again, I said this when I talked about Black Panther on my show. Some of that was just him being nice. Yeah, like, it's it's more particular his his fight with Killmonger because he had two opportunities where he could have ended that fight and he didn't. Yeah, and then Killmonger, you know, he went supersonic, hypersonic. He went Super Mario with the little with the fire hat and just <laughs> demolished him. But it's like you had two, I counted two distinct opportunities where you could have dated that shit. Yeah, and I'm like you it's like you didn't want to kill him but in the throne room you was talking shit about I'd kill you right now and I'm like so what is when what is, you were supposed to actually kill the motherfucker right. you just did you, you gave him mercy and like so what is the truth <laughs> anyway <laughs> but no that was just, it was amazing to experience that um, I can imagine I can only imagine cause you know and then, like, she, she's one of those older black people who aren't too fond of Africans. Oh, shit. So, yeah, I'll be having to get on her. So I, I was like, I, I'm I was like, I'm was impressed that you, you watched it and you, you know, I'm assuming you were well-behaved through it all. Because <laughs> it was a movie just pretty much, you know, with mostly African characters. And she was like, well, what do you mean? You know, I behave. I just hate when they say that, you know... That they're so much better than African Americans, and that we're not. I'm just like you're doing it again, <laughs> right? You're doing it again. Let's let's go back to how much you like the movie. Yeah. Um, Concentrate. But on yeah, that. that that was an amazing conversation. That sounds good. Shout out to you, repping for all the grandmotherless, myself included. My apologies. It sounds good. No, no. I mean, you know, life, life gone life. But it's good to hear stories like that. So we're going to move on to the come quick segment. I'm gonna come, sir. Oh yeah. Mm. Um, and mm. again, because mm. this is kind of a timey wimey episode, I don't have too much. Um, but I did want to touch on the Sabrina Claudio controversy. So mm-hmm. I'm not too too familiar with Sabrina Claudio. Like I listened to her last, not the current thing, whatever she has out, but something before that I listened to, and I can't say I didn't. 
I did not enjoy it, but it I guess it didn't capture me because I don't remember anything from it. Like it's probably something that I could listen to, but it's not something that I would seek mm. out. But I get it, you know, yeah. people love her, you know, they go up for her and then there are people like me and then there are people who don't like her. So anyway. Yeah. I mean I I, I liked her voice. My um my old bartender, like when I would be leaving and she would be coming in, she would start playing her music. Um, and she would play Sabrina Claudio, so that's how I got introduced to her. I was like, oh, I like her voice is cute, but I never fully like invested time into listening to any of her stuff. Right. Um, but I'm like, oh, she's cute, I guess. Yeah. So she admitted to being behind the racist troll account at Oh Damn You're Ugly, and of course, your yes. is spelled Y O U R, but that's neither here nor there. You can own the ugly. I guess, evidently. I mean, she does, you know, ugly in words and spirit. So in comments, fucking sense. Yeah. So this was a racist troll account. It uses the N word, and it basically went at women of color and more in particular black women. Um, and apparently Sabrina Claudio likes black men. So I was kind of like, oh, okay, so we're doing this again. Uh, and that was in the past, you know, I, I don't think that that account had been used in a while. It might even have been deleted. I'm not sure. But she also made a comment pretty recently on Instagram in which she allegedly referred to a fan as a sweaty chonga. The who? Yeah. Like it was in the comments, you know, the screenshots, of course, are all over Twitter. And a sweaty what? Chonga. What is that? I'm not sure. I guess it's a slur or a chonga. I guess uh. it's a slur because they were like, oh, bitch, you tried it. Let's look it up real quick. Chonga. Working class, sexualized, aggressive, and emotionally expressive young woman. So a hoe. Right. A sweaty one at that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Just rude. Anyway. Like, that's in her Instagram comments with her name, Sabrina Claudio. Like, this is not no other account or whatever the case may be. So, of course, now that that all has come out. Oh, wait. Go ahead. From Latina.com, Tonga connotates unacceptance of Latinas who resist to fully assimilate into U.S. culture, categorizes them as problem starters, and thus opens them up for both othering and ridicule that while originating in Latinos communities extends outwards. So disrespectful, no matter how you look at it. So I think it's like the Spanish version of bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe a little worse. Cause I don't, you know, maybe, I don't know. I don't know how they use it in Spanish speaking countries, but Neither either way that was, it was rude. Let us know, please nicely and respectfully. Cause we mean no harm or disrespect to anybody with all. our ignorance. Yeah. Oops. I mean, I, obviously, it's not a word that I've ever used because I have never heard. I feel like I've heard it, but I haven't heard it in so long. I kind of thought, I it, thought it was like a character. I thought it was like Babadoo's little brother or something. I don't know. No, that would have been better. But anyway, so, of course, the Internet got a hold of this. And I read something that people were like calling Apple and wanting refunds for the music that they purchased from her like, it, like it, it's serious bit like i've never heard of that before i like oh y'all y'all are big mad so she issued an apology 
and I'm going to read it. It says, I am deeply sorry for the insensitive words I've used. And this was on Twitter. Some of the things you are seeing are true while others aren't. I realize my past ignorance is affecting people I care so much about and I am so sorry. I've made mistakes and while I cannot take them back, I will learn from them. So this is a pretty standard issue apology. I'm not saying that it's insincere. I'm just saying that this is pretty copy and paste. Um, And the thing that really throws a monkey wrench in this is that that Instagram comment is so recent. Mm. It's not like like you could say, okay, the Twitter stuff that was years ago, that was in 2015 or 2016, which, you know, in the grand scheme of things is not that long ago. But I get it. People can change and grow, but you still on Instagram calling people out of their name. So it's kind of like, are you apologizing and you actually learn or is it that you got a whole bunch of people's heels on your neck because they are literally trying to get their money back from Apple for your music? Like, that's how much you pissed people off. So I don't know that you, you kind of have to take these apologies with a grain of salt because it's it's a necessity. It's not it's not like she could not address it. So she had to come out with an apology, but I don't know. It's. It's not like this is, um, it's not like a I mean, first of all, I don't even know why she admitted to owning this account or um, I feel like that was probably something you could have taken to the grave, like deny, deny, deny. Even if people were like, oh, we know it's you, you'd be like, <laughs> you know, again, deny, deny, deny. But she admitted it. And it's just. And it gets to the point. It's like, I don't want to like where where is all this ignorance coming from? Like, y'all, you you can't tell me all these people are so ignorant of the things that they are saying and the weight that they can have. And on top of that, I'm always wondering, I'm like, if you are a musician, you're trying to be a singer or whatever. That means you probably have had that ambition for a while. And it. I don't know what to make of not having enough common sense to not be wilding on Twitter when you know you're trying to be a celebrity. But it doesn't make sense to me either. Like it doesn't make sense to me to be that hateful and ignorant mm-hmm. publicly anyway, because even if you weren't trying to be a musician, that can fuck up your money in general. Exactly. You could be working at fucking Walmart and that shit surfacing. Oh, you yes. can't end up losing gonna, your little job as a greeter or whatever. That, they are coming for that right. blue vest. All right. We have no seen more it. paper or plastic. No more little smiley yellow face stickers. Do they do those anymore? I don't frequent Walmart. She She's a the little much stickers? for me. She's much for me, but. It's always crowded and dusty. Yeah. But they be having some deals sometimes. Anyway, <laughs> it just doesn't make sense to be that stupid and hateful publicly online. Um knowing that they can have repercussions so although i can respect the fact that she owned up to it after it surfaced i feel like the the more safe thing to do is to get in front of all of your shit when you start getting famous to say hey i used to be a piece a of shit up individual like let me tell you i man racism whatever this that but i had to grow and i had to learn and i had to to get out of that and now I feel like it's like you, it's a way to spin that shit, so it doesn't hit as hard. Exactly, but niggas are dumb. You yeah. should have got ahead of that, knowing that it was going to surface, knowing they could surface. Right. 
Um, like even if you, because I feel like a lot of people at the time when they were doing it, they didn't think anybody would ever see it. But yeah, we I have, ain't never gonna be shit, girl. You know, I'm gonna be a hoe for the rest of my life, right? But it's like if, if you just look at 2017, which she was an artist before then, I believe. Mm. So many people's stories have come out, and so what you just sitting in the corner like, I hope it ain't me. Like, ooh, I hope they don't pull up them tweets. Like, it's going to happen at some point. So it's like even right. So even if you never, if you never thought that those tweets would see the light of day again after you tweeted them, when you see other people getting their necks yanked because of stuff that they've said, then it's no yours is coming soon. It's probably a good idea to try to get out in front of it. So I, you know, that was piss poor on her part. And in addition to this, there was a question that I saw post on Facebook. So I'm curious to get your your feedback on it mm-hmm. um so the post said black folks dragging sabrina for her racist tweets but still riding with SZA after her homophobic tweet both mm-hmm. were in the past and both have quote-unquote apologized and have grown what gives one a pass and gets the other ostracized so my immediate thought when i saw this and then i'm gonna let you have it is two things number one black people tend to be a little bit more forgiving of other black people and we've seen that time and time again especially with black men and the other thing is you have homophobia versus racism and if we're gonna call it a buck if we're gonna call a thing a thing homophobia is just more acceptable than racism in our community and you know kind of in society in general like you can get away with a whole lot of homophobic stuff, a whole lot of transphobic stuff, but as soon as you hit that race, that's when that's when niggas are coming for you. And I I honestly think that that's kind of what it was with SZA and Sabrina Claudio, like because if you look at it, there was a lot of gays like, oh, we need you know caper for SZA, and I mean there were a lot caper for Sabrina too, but I think just in general. And then the other thing is a lot of what Sabrina did was it was basically geared directly towards black women. And when you go directly for black women, that's a different kind of backlash. And it seems like it's been it's been growing over the years. Like black women, they just sick of it. They're not having it. And I'm with them. Like leave us, Shit. like leave us the fuck alone. Leave them. What the do fuck I alone. have to do to help you out? Because I'm tired for you, my love. Like because they don't bother nobody. Like you coming on Twitter and you hate black black women for what? For what? What have they done to you for you to hate them like that and and tweet crazy stuff? So those were my thoughts on that. I'm curious what, like I said, what what are your thoughts on the SZA versus Sabrina as far as comments being made? Um. And I'm not trying to be funny or rude or disrespectful, but that doesn't even that question doesn't even deserve a, a response for the simple fact that you're comparing apples and oranges. Like it's two completely different things, and we have to specify that it's not black people that you're talking to in regards to SZA. It's gay black people or queer black people that you're talking to in regards to in regards to SZA. Because she didn't offend all black people. She only offended the gay ones. Exactly. That's why um, I said although, uh, homophobia is more acceptable, you know? Yeah, and although Sabrina Claudia, whatever her name is, she 
mainly came at black women, she still was saying, like she was being racist in general too. Or am I not? Yeah, mistaken? I mean, yeah, you can. There's generally racist and yeah. extra racist towards black women, right? Or women of color. So, like I said, like like you said, you can't compare the two. There are definitely strong parallels and overlaps between racism and homophobia, but you can't compare those two instances because one. Like you said, it's racism. One is homophobia. These two different target groups, although there's overlap. There. Like it's it's it was just poorly asked and poorly stated, and I just see no use in yeah. even trying to answer it because yeah. it's like the answer. There's no answer that makes sense because well, you can't compare the two. Yeah, I think it's because it's a it's a nuanced conversation, and so the questioning probably should have been a little bit more nuanced. But I get what you're saying. And I mean, I guess what I, my answer was kind of right in what you said. Like, it's just. Yeah, yours was the same as mine. Mine just was less patient. Yeah, I was going to say yours was a little <laughs> bit more dismissive. And that's fine. And that's fair. <laughs> that's fine and fair. Because this is like, like Crystal always says, words mean things. And absolutely. I'm getting at a point now where. Because to me, that. That's just trying to be. That's a reach, and you're trying to be messy, and you're trying to make a point that isn't even in existence to be made. So why are you doing? Like, do better. If you want to have a conversation, think about the question that you're asking and the words that you're using and the examples that you're using. Because there are plenty of people that they could have used to compare to bring the call you too. Yeah, I was going. They say. didn't have to go. Since they could have went with so many other people. Who have done racist or said racist shit and black people still like, you know what? I'm gonna have to rock with them still. So Yeah. I think the, the the particular thing with that is it was a gay black man asking it, so you know, we can see what he was where his investment lied, but I agree. I think that that was it was a little bit of a reach and it's kinda like I mean the scissor thing has been analyzed to death. People are going to support who they want to support. And I think it would have been more succinct to just say, I didn't believe SZA when her apologies came out. I don't believe Sabrina now that hers have come out or just leave SZA out of it. Or my favorite thing yeah. is to not say anything at all, because why? But because exactly. And uh, a thing with me now, like I'm really trying to move away from this whole call out culture thing. Like, because it doesn't out. serve me yeah. any purpose. Call out culture. Yeah, like and, it, it really doesn't. And having to, having to have a response for everything. Like me, I don't know how people do it because it's exhausting. Like I, I'm very selective on what I'm going to give my energy to and what I'm going to talk about. Yes. I may, if I have some questions or some commentary, I may do it in the iMessage. But as far as putting it on a public platform, I'm very selective on on what I'm going to invest in because it's too much. It's 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 too much, and then you start getting stuff. People start reaching, people start caping, stands start coming out and putting their cloaks on and putting on lacing up their super boots, and you just you you know. And it's like, what are you doing? Like, we're supposed to just be here to have fun. Like, I just want right. to get on Twitter and crack jokes and have a good time and express my love for the things that I love and leave. We don't always have to have these music debates every day. We don't, especially the gay blacks. Oh, my gosh. Y'all are horrible. Well, we're horrible on Twitter. 
um it's like every day is something else we're arguing about like don't we just come together like and just have come a good day together right now do we have to have this whole i'm sorry I, that, I'm, no I'm sorry. i i get it i've talked about that before <laughs> like it's every day like every day y'all gonna argue every day and you can see it it organically goes from just the discuss jokes or it goes from mm. a comment to discussion to jokes to legit anger to attacking people and it's just and then it's rinse and, it and repeat. It don't make no sense. And it's, it's just like just, they get up at seven AM. It's like, hmm, what do I want to do today? I wanna be messy on Twitter. And just get up and randomly tweet some oh y'all don't know y'all bodies yet, y'all still fleeting. You know, I'm just like, uh, why are you being like stupid? Like, yes, people are going to flee just because you think you don't or feel like you don't have to. I'm sorry, that's another topic. Right? Um, yeah, no, I, I get it. <laughs> like, just because just you... stop being messy and, and stop getting on social media trying to make points and make yourself seem like you're an authority on something or just trying to call people out. Like, work on your own stuff. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Let's all just work on our own stuff. Let's do that. That's that's a good way to end the segment. Work on your own. Work <laughs> on your own shit. Worry about your own pussy. All those different things that mean the same thing. So, support the artists you gonna support. Let others support the artists they gonna support. Um, and that's it. Because you uh, arguing ain't gonna change. Shit. I mean, I don't. Maybe not that simple. Because some artists are like very harmful to people. And it's beyond words. Yeah, I mean, but there, yes. there are the outliers, there are yeah. the, but yes, you know, the people at say. the ends of the bell curve. But yes. generally yes. speaking, generally speaking, so that's going to wrap up, up the come quick segment, and we're going to move on now to the main topic. So the main topic. I saw this article on was it BuzzFeed? Y'all know I be stealing their stuff because they steal from us. Uh, yes, BuzzFeed. All the time. And the article says, "What relationship habits do people need to quit ASAP?" So we're gonna go through a few of them from the article. There's like seven or so, and then we'll talk about maybe some additional ones that we thought that weren't on the list. Cool. So the first one says when a partner expects you to read their mind. Fuck that and fuck you. Yeah, I think that's pretty common sense. Um, <laughs> that's one thing I, I tell niggas up front. I'm not a mind reader. If you don't open your mouth and let me know what's going on, I'm not going to sit here and try to make efforts to try to read between lines. It's your ass. You're an adult yeah. and you're not a child. I shouldn't have to yeah. guess what's wrong with you. Um, especially if I ask you a question and you don't want to be honest and be an adult and answer it, that's on you. I'm not going to put effort and time trying to play a fucking guessing game. Yeah, with your emotions. Yeah, like nah. I I kind of look at it as if you can put my genitals in your mouth, <laughs> then you should be able to tell me exactly what's on your mind. Like you should be able to use your mouth for multiple things, not just sucking and licking and whatever else you do, you know. Okay. That's just my personal I'm like, you know, if we're in a relationship, use that mouth for, you know, everything that it's there for. Yeah. But 
I look at that and I was like, well, the last time I checked, you know, there's no mutants walking around. Professor X is not rolling his ass down the, down the, mm-hmm. the street. So that is not a power that anyone possesses. So you are going to have to communicate effectively and not just sit back and think someone is going to know what you're talking about. And I think sometimes a lot of people in relationships, they expect nonverbal cues to communicate what they want Mm -hmm. to say. And Mm -mm. we need to break the cycle. Like just open your mouth and talk, have a conversation and let that be the end of it instead of, and I've been guilty of this in the past. And I had to realize that, me slamming doors or me doing whatever I was doing that was not or did not involve me actually talking about what was bothering me it didn't help it didn't solve anything it probably sprinkled it a little bit of worse you know Mm. it was like a little a little shaker bottle of worse how can I make it worse let me just sprinkle it right on top of the situation Mm -hmm. um so yeah, you know, we need to break that cycle of not communicating and I feel like if you you should not agree to be in a relationship with someone that you cannot communicate with. If at any time you feel like I can't say this or I don't mm-hmm. want to say this or I I'm scared of how they're going to react, then that is not a relationship you need to be in. If you can't communicate with your partner, somebody that you expect to be with for a long time, you know, and, and if that, they can't communicate with you, like yeah, it, if you're not receptive, also because that's a big one too. Uh, it's levels to this shit. Yeah, I mean, relationships are complicated, but you make it even more so by not opening your mouth and talking and opening yeah. your ears and listening, and not just listening for the sake of saying I heard you, but listening and comprehending what the person so is I trying understand. to communicate. Yeah. Yeah. So the next one says when a partner tries to make you jealous just because they're upset with you. So this kind of goes back to the last one of communication. Um, And then add on to that, you need to have ways to work through your anger without attacking your partner. Mm, even, yeah. if, even if they're wrong, again, you you are mad and you say something out of line or you do something out of line, you're only going to make it worse. But, and I think this is just kind of strange. Like this is is. strange manipulative behavior. Like, Oh, you made me mad because you left the toilet seat up and I, and I took a dunk. So I'm making you jealous. jealous. Like that making, making your partner jealous should never be in your bag of tricks. It shouldn't. In my that just to me, to me, that just makes you look like trash. In my opinion, it's just like you. No matter how upset with your partner you are, or how, how mad they make you, you should never want to act in a way that's going to bring them negative energy. And if you do want to act in that way, then you should just remove yourself from the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm to me, I I'm just all about putting out good energy and good vibes. So even if you fuck me over, I still have to be careful of the energy that I'm putting out because it's going to come back to me somehow, right. some way. 
and I don't have time for that. And I'm not about to pay for your sins just because I decided to stoop to a level that I know I shouldn't have been just because you pissed me off. And if you like do that to me, like I'm not, I can't rock with somebody that will stoop to that level. Just tell me you're hurt. Just tell me you're upset, and yeah. we can talk and about we can it. But fix it. But going out of your way to try to make your partner jealous it's just it's that is it's just very strange to me and i feel like again, it's childish man. it's childish and it's it's kind of like a learned behavior like this is how you this is how you do it you know what it reminds me of it reminds me of vivica girl what happened to your face fox uh-huh. and two can play that game like instead of just being like yo what's uh-huh. up what's up like, okay I, so i thoroughly enjoy that movie i love that because movie. I love it's so messy that movie but when you think about it and you really break it down all the shit that she was doing trying to make him she was doing the same thing trying to make him jealous mm-hmm. trying to control him and it's like instead of just opening your mouth and being like look i gave you a pussy drive-by what's up like i mean are we gonna make this a thing or what because i'm you. Like, cause when, when this happened to me, I was younger and I, I wasn't like fully invested in that relationship, mm. but like now knowing how my mindset is now, I'm going to call you, I'm going to call you a bluff. I'm going to say, go, <laughs> Would you, have fun. I guess we about to open this relationship up. Right. Have a good evening. Like, I don't have time for that. I'm not going to give it to your shit. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sorry to cut you off. I just no, no. I I mean, it's just if your go-to tactic in your relationship is to be manipulative, then you don't need to be in that relationship. Let mm-hmm. that. But a big part of that is self-awareness, which most people don't have any any grasp on. So, which is crazy. Very because I'll be so. talking to people and I'll be like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm not in a place where you know I want X, Y, Z. It's all I'm willing to give right now." And it's like, "Wow, that's so great that you can actually like tell people that." I'm like, "Unfortunately, it is great, but it should not be. like that. Should be this should be common practice. Yeah, we it should, should all... be the norm. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be so surprising to you, like." Yeah, like it shouldn't be a quality. Like that's like when they were like made with all a hundred percent white meat chicken. Like it should have always been made with a hundred percent white meat chicken. What am I pouting you on the back for? Like, don't pat me on the back for being honest and transparent. Right. Because that's what I'm supposed to be doing anyway, as a responsible adult. Yes. Yes. As a responsible adult trying to be in a healthy relationship. Yes. Because that's important. So the next one says, when you and your partner play the blame game, instead of just taking responsibility for your actions, um, I, I agree. I agree. It, and it can be easy to fall into the blame game because no one ever wants to be wrong. No one ever wants to admit fault, especially in a relationship, because I, I think a lot of people, not everyone. But a lot of people in relationship situations, they want to or they fall back into or their default is to play victim. Yeah. And so if I blame you and everything is your fault, then I'm the victim. So no matter what happens, I'm able to get that sympathy either from you or from outside parties. And that shit is tired. Again, it's it's childish. It's immature. 
And if you can't take responsibility for your actions, then you have a lot of work to do. And you definitely don't need to be dating or in a relationship like that's mm-hmm. that's adulting fundamentals 101. Like we have to be accountable for our actions and I not just put it off on someone else. I agree. Um, and because and, I've only been in like one major relationship. Um, and after that, I'm like, you know, I don't need to go back into one anytime soon. It's not as fun as I thought. But yeah, um, that's, that's self awareness. <laughs> when we would have issues, because like, we had, number one, we had a bunch of falling outs before we even got together officially. Um, so that was just me being young and dumb and in love and all that dumb shit. Um, but we have moments where it's like, well, you did X, Y, Z. And then the response was, yeah, but because you did X, Y, Z. And this is like, okay, we can't do this. This is not the interaction that we need. If I'm telling you this is what you did to me, I need you to take accountability for that. Because at the end of the day, and like I already said, no matter what somebody does to you, you're still responsible for how you react. You're still responsible for how you decide to move on from that situation. So don't try to say I only hurt you because you hurt me you still made a conscious decision to do that mm-hmm. so you can't blame me for that that's still on you so take accountability for your shit and then we can discuss what I did to you that made you do that and then we can address all that shit but you have to take accountability if you fuck up you gotta be able to admit that shit Yeah. and just because somebody fucks up that doesn't give you the right to fuck up in response just like when we were just talking about making them jealous like you have to be responsible with how you're moving um, and make sure that you're always make sure that you're putting out the best energy that you can because if not it's going to come back at you and you'll never be happy yeah I agree so the next one says when you and your partner passive aggressively hold on to things that upset you and only bring them up during a fight. Uh, so this was a little triggering for me. Me too. Um, like a lot of these questions are triggering. That's why I'm just so. And this wasn't even like a relationship triggering. Just triggering in general. Because. it, And I, we see this a lot. Like people hold in so much. And they wait until a specific thing happens. Mm-hmm. And then they air out, they quote unquote air out their grievances. And you're like, so you've had all these problems with me all this time and you never said anything. Or this is what you really think of me. You know, and I right. again, I just I can't imagine being with someone. And, you know, this is growth from my last situation, which relation. Let me just relationships are overrated. But, you know, uh-huh. and that's not even me being bitter. Like I said, People are so unaware of themselves. But anyway. And that, that leads into one of the, the points that I had to add on to this. So, Okay. We'll get yeah. there. We'll get there. Oh, no, no. We were, we're not there yet. We'll get there. We will. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, I can't imagine being with someone and holding in so much. And then during the fight being like, oh, yeah, let me pull out my book of receipts because I'm going to read your ass. Mm. It's like that just it just seems first of all counterproductive to the relationship it seems messy and it seems immature i just i don't get 
holding on to these things like you hold on to money you know what i mean you hold on there are things that you hold on to but negative emotions especially towards your romantic partner mm-hmm. that's not something you should be holding on to at least not in my opinion i'm no relationship expert but i have common fucking sense and that's what <laughs> it is it's common sense and it's it's common sense. Yeah, I, I think it's a lot of people fall into this this mind trap of you have to have had you know X Y Z relationship experience to be able to talk about relationship, and it's like a lot. To you an know, extent, a lot of true, life but... is just common sense. Like I could never have been in a relationship, but common sense tells me. If you get into a fight and you bringing up shit that happened six months ago, that's probably not Sounds healthy. Not right. That's not a healthy relationship on your end. It might be healthy on the other partner's end, but you are not bringing health to that relationship. That's just common fucking sense. You Thank know, you. I don't need to be a Yanla. I don't need to have a, a swoop bang to be able to mm. tell you that that doesn't make any sense. Uh, but passive aggressiveness in relationships in general is just a problem. Like it is, it's, it's so just, easy to fall into that wormhole. Though, like it it's so easy to do, but it's but so toxic. That's and, why it's so important to have you to be with someone that you can communicate openly with. Because mm-hmm. if you have those open, ch- and I mean truly open channels of uh in the relationship of communication, then. It, it it makes it that much more difficult to fall into that passive aggressiveness because it's like I could hold on to this and be mad and not say anything. But why would I do that? Because we talk about everything. So right. let me just pull him aside while we sitting down over the ramen and <laughs> tell him or her or them what my issue is. And we talk it out and then we go to sleep happy or at least content you know, right. instead of going to bed mad. And, and bitter and jaded, and bitter and jaded, being like Cardi B, and like, well, I wish I could fix your cereal with a teaspoon of bleach. <laughs> that is like <laughs> sidebar. That is like my favorite uh, line on that album. That shit had me in stitches every time I hear it. I'm like, really? She said, I have resentment on repeat. I'm trying to fix your cereal listen. with a teaspoon of bleach, and I'm gonna give it to you like bon appetit. I said, okay. That's my kind of petty. I mean, not in real relations, not like not for real, for real, but musically, that's my kind of petty. Yeah. So. I mean, my favorite line was it's for my nasty hoes all across the globe. Well, I mean, that's uh, a given. Like, I've already told y'all how I'm in here hurting my back to bicking heads. So that's a given. But anyway, let's get back on track. So dope. the next one says when you and your partner only spend time with one another, dead. This right here is what has a lot of people fucked up. Um, Dead. My ex and mommy had no friends. Yeah, that. I'm like, so who the fuck I'm gonna hang out with? <laughs> right. The, the few people that you approve of, like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, like that whole. My man don't need no friends. I'm the only friend he need. Like that. Honestly, that's pretty toxic. It, I mean, if it worked for you, then. I mean, if y'all genuinely are just, you happen to spend a lot of time together, that's one thing, but... If it's natural, like, if y'all both homebodies and y'all never want to go nowhere, and that's 
that's y'all's thing, then okay. But trying to force that or yeah. trying to like, I it always bothers me when I'm like with my friends and they have like their tag along partners, and this is like, can you go anywhere without them? Can we hang out without them? Because I want my bro, I want my sis, I don't want plus one. <laughs> I don't want the unit unless you happen to be, you know, genuine friends with both. Okay? I mean, sometimes you do want to be around both, but sometimes you just want to kick it with your your boys or your, or your girls without their significant other around because you know that you're not getting them in the way you want them. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I think yeah, like you said, it's and I see this so much, and it it quickly. Because, and that's why you have to be careful because it, there's a thin line between spending a lot of time with your significant other and cutting people off. Mm-hmm. And then it's even uh, it's even more so something that you have to be mindful of because then it can be quickly become now you're isolated and you have to figure out, did I do this or did my partner do this? No, but you did it. Your simple ass did it. Well, and I say that because that is a classic sign of an abuser, isolating. Yes. And some people don't realize that that's what's happening because they're so happy to have a boo that is, you know, all oh, under trust, them. Yeah. I was there. And, <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. So it it does make a difference when you, when you look at it and say, is this something that I did, like me and without any influence? Or mm. has my partner been kind of pushing me away from my family and from my friends or people that I hang out with. Like, right. I just think it's not healthy to spend all your time with your significant other because number one, you don't, you, you turning your back on people that were in your life before that person came along. Listen, and I'm not, well, I, people that held, had your back and held you down. Right. Or people like, that you may need at some point or people that, that people that need you. Like, you know, I think people people have this mindset that when you get a partner, a significant other, a husband, a wife, whatever, that person is the first priority in your life besides kids. And I can agree with that to an extent. But when it becomes that that person is the only priority in your life, that's where you have shit fucked up. Mm -hmm. Because Tamar and Vince. Yeah. You know where it has you to the point where people can't even say anything about you not coming around or about your relationship or your partner without you jumping down their neck because you so you are so used to that person being being everything to you and it's like no mm-hmm. other person no matter how much you love them no matter how long y'all been together no other person should be your sun and your moon like that because it it blinds you to so much and you see yeah. so many relationships that seem healthy and they love each other and they always doing stuff together and you can't never get a, get in touch with them or you can never spend time together because they just are so in love. And then mm-hmm. down the line, you find out, yeah, but this was happening. You know, he was talking to me crazy or he was putting his hands on me or, you know, I was just depressed or you know what I mean? Like most of the time most of the relationships that i've seen like that there's been some underlying shit and that's why i say you have to be mindful of is this my doing or is this my partner because again that's right. a, a, like it's like a classic sign of an abuser 
It is. And it's not, it doesn't, and when I say abuser, guys, you have to understand, it's not always physical abuse. And it's not always intentional either. And it's not always intentional. Sometimes that's just, they think that that's how I'm supposed to love. Like I have to be dominant in a relationship and Mm -hmm. I have to do X, Y, Z, and I have to make this person fall in line. Sometimes it's, it's a defense mechanism. It is. Um, and it, it it sucks when it's hard to call out those behaviors because when they're not intentionally trying to be abusive mm-hmm. and they're not intentionally trying to be in control over you, that's just what they think they're supposed to do. And when you call it out as abusive behavior, but they're like, I'm not abusive, right. but they can't wrap their mind around the fact that their behavior is abusive. Right. And it's hard to break that wall sometimes. Yeah. Because it could be and there's a little nuance there of yeah. maybe the person is not a an exact abuser, but what is happening is abusive to you. Right. That's what I mean. Um so yeah. It's just something to be mindful of spending all of your time with your significant other. Like it's it you definitely have to I mean I don't even know. Honestly, I'm thinking about it. I don't even know how you do that because even as a person that doesn't really care for people, I don't, I still need some variety. Like I still want to talk to my friends. I still want to see my friends and people that know me and that I can talk to. Not saying that I couldn't talk to my partner, but sometimes you just want something different. I can't imagine just all of my time with my partner. I mean, me personally, that shit would get on my nerves. I'm, I am team separate houses. Like that's, we Listen, don't, we don't need well, the same to, house, separate rooms, separate. I don't even know separate rooms. Cause it's like, I know you still, I still know that you're there. <laughs> like shut the fuck up <laughs> like maybe if it's a house like with wings and then i could be like listen i'm in the east wing you in the west wing we can come together you can we can have sleepovers in each other's wings but at the end of the day you need to go back to your side of the house like i could do that but like be like okay we got you know two three bedrooms and they're like okay i'm in another room but i'm like i can hear you clinking and clanking in the kitchen that's still gonna drive me bananas Team separate homes. Love can love can extend to two addresses. Okay. Anyway, yeah, let's let's finish this up. At least from the article, the last one says: When you snoop through each other's social media in order to figure out if you can really trust each other or not. It, listen, if this is your relationship, throw the whole relationship away. Okay. Yeah. This is it's this is excessive. I. I I mean, if you if you feel like you can't trust a person, you don't need to be in that relationship. And that's really the the end of it to me. Like, I'm not snooping through shit. I'm not looking through your social media. I'm not looking through your phone. I'm not looking through your email, your computer, none of that shit. If I feel like I can't trust you, I'm on. I'm going to address it. And if you don't reassure me after I brought it to you, then I don't need to be in this relationship. And that's really the end of it to me. Yeah. That's so much wasted energy going through people's social media and being like, oh, you like this bitch pick. What's up? It's like, mm. are you serious? Like, are you that bored? Are you that bored? Um, are you that insecure? But again, mm-mm. it's it's self-awareness because a lot of times that I don't trust my partner. I need to go through their social media specifically. It usually doesn't have anything to do with the partner and has everything to do with you doing the snooping. Um, 
because uh, you know like a lot of times I, you see stories of that and it's like oh you know she, he he he's a flirty type and it's like but you knew that when you got into this relationship so if you knew that that was going to bother you or if you had any inclination even in the back of your spirit told you i don't really like the way he be flirting online or the way he talking in people's comments then that was a red flag that you ignored Mm. and this is because i've again i've been in this situation too where i've gone through somebody's stuff um you know but i had reason hey hey it wasn't even that okay so i had looked over and i caught notice of who he was texting Mm-hmm. And that made me uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but in that dynamic, and I, I don't want to keep saying because we had a lot of good stuff too. It was just a lot of unhealthy dynamics that we had between us. That it was either his way or mine. It was no meeting in the middle. Um, but I knew if I would have brought that up it would have been an argument. So I'm like, well, I need to know what's going on. So let me check and see. And of course I read the thread. It made me more uncomfortable. Um, and then when I did end up bringing it up, he got mad at me for looking at his phone while he was texting and then going and looking at the messages. And he never really addressed the actual issue until much later. Indeed. After we hadn't talked in like a week and I slept on the couch. Yikes. <laughs> exactly. Yikes. I mean, yeah. hey, I, I can relate. You know, like I said, I learned a lot from my last relationship. Uh, just not communicating effectively and not not knowing how to handle my partner, not communicating effectively or not being receptive to the things that I say or having it in their head that things are a certain way and nothing you can say or do is going to convince me otherwise. Like there's a lot that goes into relationships. That's why again, self self um like just knowing yourself is so important. Yeah. Um and being able to communicate that is important yeah. too. And I feel like so often we're kind of blinded by what we're conditioned to believe when it comes to relationships and how it's supposed to be this main goal that everybody have and your life ain't shit and if you you know don't end up in one so we're like always striving for these relationships with no tools to navigate them properly right because everybody is always oh when you gonna get a girlfriend when you gonna get a boyfriend do you got any friends but nobody's saying hey this is how you should navigate this issue are Nobody you, is no saying. No one is saying. Are you healthy enough to be exactly? In a relationship? Nobody just, is asking those questions. You know, Do you know who you are? Right. Because you know, think, people yeah. are conditioned to to feel sorry for you if you're single. Like I don't know why. Still in 2018, people look at people being single as something that's bad, and it's mm-hmm. sad you don't have a partner. And it's like. Maybe I don't want one. Maybe I'm going through some I'm things. Happy. Maybe I need to grow as an individual before and know myself better before I get into a relationship. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's usually 
not to be shady, but it's usually people who are in shitty relationships to some extent that are trying to push other people into relationships. And it's like, why, sis? Work on your own shit, you know? Listen. Sweeping me your and own her don't house. see it. Me and her don't see eye and eye all the time, but one thing Whoopi Goldberg said that I can always relate to is I don't want somebody in my house. That is my theme. Like, I just, I don't. And I, I knew myself well enough that I said, it's not in addition to not wanting anybody in my house, like, I don't, I'm not in a place where I even want to be accommodating to another person. So that's why I don't. I that's don't, it. I don't date. That's exactly what it is. Because I mess I, around, but I don't date. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like I don't. Well, I don't even mess around because I'll be like, nah, I don't know. Uh, I'll be out here with some bullshit. But you know, I'm like I don't want to be accommodating to another person. I and that's just where I am right now. It's not. I doubt that it's going to be permanent. You know, someone probably is going to show up and be like, hey. and if it is permanent, so the fuck what? I mean, Live yeah, your best life. You know, a relationship is not. <laughs> it's not a life goal for me. You know. Exactly, and I feel like we grow up with this mindset that it's supposed to be. And that's actually one of my my th- habits that I think people should quit is the the glamorization of relationships. Because granted, they're great and they're beautiful and they're amazing, but they're also work. You know yes, what I mean? Yes. And people try to make it seem like, oh, it shouldn't be work, but it it's still it's you're still work. working it with somebody. How you're too in love you are is still work you're two human beings with two completely different experiences and and narratives that define who you are and dictate how you move in this world so it's always going to be work understanding each other and growing with each other like it's a lot communication transparency honesty being responsible for somebody else's emotions yeah. That's that's work. That takes time and it, it takes consideration. It takes sacrifice. It takes commitment that I at this time in my life I don't feel like making, so I'm not going to. Mm-hmm. And that is not only fair to you, but it's fair to any potential partners. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, and I'll tell them like, I'll hurt you, and they're like, I don't think that's true. I'm like, bruh, I'm telling you my truth. Accept my truth, beloved. I know I, from what we've talked about, I know what you want and need, and I know I ain't that nigga that's going to give it to you. Yeah. And it's funny how sometimes people cannot accept your truth. They can't accept you where you are. Like, no, it's like, I like you so much, and I know you would be. It's like, I'm telling you what it is. Mm-hmm. I'm laying it out for you. Um, so since we've moved into additional relationship or dating habits that we think people should quit outside of the article, I saw something on Instagram. So I made that as one of mine and basically it's thinking you're in a relationship with someone without actually making a mutual decision to be in the relationship with the person. I am that nigga that will say, Hey, so how are you feeling? What are we doing? (laughs) Right. Let's cut this shit. Like, because yeah. a lot let's... of people are single, but they think they're in a relationship, and it's like, okay, but does the other and person vice know versa? That? Yeah, yeah, mm, I agree. Tragic. I agree. Being in a relationship and thinking and moving and acting like you're single also something that is mm. is a habit that you should get rid of. Like, and I tell um, people all the time, like, all I expect from you is to be honest with me and keep it real. I'm a grown ass man. I can handle the truth as long as you let me know what the truth is. Yes. 
Yeah. That's all I I need the truth. I need honesty in the end. That's all I require from you. If I ask you a question or if something comes up, tell me the truth. Tell me the truth. And that's all I need. Like, yeah, I can handle whatever it is. Just let me know. I wouldn't yeah. ask if I couldn't handle it. Exactly. Um, a huge one that I came up with is thinking you're entitled to or you own a person because you're in a relationship. Uh, and that kind of goes back to some of the points that we made earlier, but I wanted to be very clear on that because there's man, a lot of people that get into relationships and it's like, this is my property. And, and I hate that. Yeah, that that shit. Is, I hate it's that awful. so much. It's awful. Like you don't you don't get to own a person just because y'all decided that we're going mm-hmm. to be in a relationship. And again, and I, I don't get, own you. And yeah, and it, it lends itself to again maybe not necessarily being an abuser but abusive things happening because when you feel like you Mm -hmm. own someone you feel like you can do whatever and say whatever Mm -hmm. and you don't have to be held accountable for that Mm -hmm. like we see a lot of examples of that of you know heterosexual relationships when you know men yelling at their women in public and vice versa and it's just like why do you think you can do these things why do you think you, you you know, I, I've seen stuff in movies where it's like, you know, telling their partner, you need to be home at a certain time. And it's like, is this not an adult? Like, what's going on? Like, I get it. If I expect you home at a certain time and then you're not home, you know, I'm worried something might happen. But right. that's different than you better be home by this time or there's going to be hell to pay. You know what I mean? Like giving yeah. your partner a curfew, basically. Like thinking yeah, and, it, it, it manifests itself in so many different ways when you think that you own a person because you're in a relationship. And a lot, a lot of people are guilty of this. Some of them probably don't mm-hmm. even realize it, but a lot of them do. And I can't I can't operate under that. I don't like being controlled. I don't like people trying to control me. I don't like possessiveness. I don't like niggas being territorial. Like all that bothers me to yeah, the core. I agree. And it makes me very uneasy and very uncomfortable to the point where I don't even like when niggas joke about it because it's like you may be serious, you may not may not be. So just to be on the safe side, let's not even play like that. Because it, it makes me very uncomfortable. I don't want to be your property. I don't want to be seen as something that you own or something that belongs to you. And further the fuck more, I'm the one that put in the work to get myself to where I am now. Mm-hmm. I own this whole vessel, the inside and the out. You don't own shit. I'm just sharing it with you. Exactly. And I don't own you. You're just sharing yourself with me. I don't want to own you, and I don't want to be owned. I don't like, oh, you're mine. Like, I'm your boyfriend, yes, yeah. but I am not yours. It's a yeah. difference. Yeah. I'm your partner. I'm not your possession. I'm not your property. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, another one that I had was, and I've talked about this before on the show, probably multiple times, but not discussing the type of relationship you expect to be in prior to Listen. entering the relationship. Like, it's a bad. Ha- and I say that's a bad habit because most people have more than one relationship in their life. And it's a bad habit that a lot of people go into relationships and they automatically assume it's going to be monogamous. It's going to be X. It's going to be Y. It's going to be Z. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, you really need to discuss those things up front. Be like, I expect like we are 
a monogamous couple. I expect us to be a monogamous couple. If that's not what you are willing to give, then we don't need to enter into this relationship. Like we have to stop letting lust and love and like and infatuation stop us Mm -hmm. from asking important questions and making important distinctions. Because a lot of times if you just ask those questions and have those conversations, those red flags will appear and you'll be like, you know what? This might not be something that I need to get into. Right. And my thing is like, I like to have those kind of conversations very early. I don't like to wait. I like to get that shit out the way as early as possible. And it's like, you have to explain like, okay, I'm not asking this or saying this because I want something specific from you right now. I'm asking so that we can be on the same page so that we don't waste our time. So we don't waste each other's mother because time. Truth be told, we can be the best of friends. And we might that might be where we need to be. Yeah. So I would rather have this conversation now, early on, before there's any emotional attachment, before you start getting the toothbrush in my house and getting the before all that shit. Let's talk about this serious stuff right now that'll determine how we're going to proceed. Because I'm not going to waste time trying to be your lover when I'm supposed to just be your friend. Yeah. Agreed. And, you know, I, just to reiterate, it doesn't necessarily need to be, okay, we are at the do or die point. Either we're going to be in a relationship or not. So now we're going to talk about everything. Like, no, that that definitely will throw off the dynamic. It needs to be a little bit more organic. But it should be things that you discuss in the course of dating. Mm-hmm. Like, that person should know whether or not you want to be in a monogamous relationship, whether you want to be, whether you want to be in a polyamorous situation, et cetera, et cetera. Like it's, that shouldn't be news to them when it gets to relationship time or right. relationship decision time. Uh, so the last thing I had was not being honest about important things with your partner. Mm. And I was watching something. What was I? I think I was watching something on investigation discovery, which y'all know mm, that shit there. But it was, uh, um, was it deadly women? Whatever. It doesn't matter. Anyway, there, there was uh, a couple and they got married and it wasn't until after they got married and the lady had, the lady went into it with no debt at all. Like she had paid off her house, everything. And she didn't find out until years into the marriage that her husband had a gambling problem and a shitload of debt. Mm. And that just it just stood out to me so clearly. I mean, and she ended up killing him. So <laughs> <laughs> now that's extreme. But my point is, there's a lot of situations like that where people are not honest about huge things in their life like debt. I was listening to the friend zone. That was what made me re- reminded me of this and and the budgetista episode. And she was, talking oh, that was an amazing episode. It was, but it stood out to me. And they reminded me of that episode that I saw on investigation discovery. when she was talking about debt and they were like, yeah, cause you have to be mindful of the debt you take on that your partner brings mm-hmm. to a relationship. Like, and it's, it's not just debt. There's other things, you know, I mean, we could go, different ways like hiding children um assets just mental illnesses like there's so many things that people are dishonest about and sometimes depending on what it is not 
not saying anything, not sharing like that willful omission is still a form of, mm. of dishonesty. It is. Like if you're sharing your life with someone, you expect them to be there with for you through the thick and thin, but you're not telling them that you have a hundred thousand dollars in debt or that you have a gambling problem or that you um you know, a battling bipolar disorder. Like there's so many mm. and those are just three that stuck stuck stood out to me, but Right. It could be a, a number of things that people go into relationships and it's like, oh, you know, it's not important or I don't need to share this or the person's not going to want to love me anymore because I'm honest with. And it's like you again, this is a situation where you make it worse because eventually the truth will come out. And more than likely you because you were trying to hide it, that means you're unprepared for whatever reaction that you get. Because you never were going to go into it being honest to begin with. You thought you right. could get away with that dishonesty. Right. Um, you can't carry negative energy into a situation and yeah. expect to get positivity out of it. It doesn't make no sense. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, so you have any other habits? Yeah, and it's, it's two. And okay. I don't know. For One of them is I feel like too often we allow tradition to dictate the parameters of our relationships yes and in, um in, in the lgb to lgbt oh, community Jesus. that hormon, uh, hormon i can't talk tonight <laughs> that heteronormativity yes is what i was trying to say um i mean even if you want to take it to like monogamy versus polyamory it's just i just feel like too often we in, end up in these romantic situations and what we want and how we navigate it is solely based off what we've learned and what we've been conditioned to feel and off of tradition and not so much us doing it because that's what we genuinely want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, just like I feel like a lot of people feel like, oh, I'm supposed to get married. So they rush into getting married and it's just like, I'm not the marrying type or I'm or I, the person that I'm married to is not who I'm supposed to be married to. Exactly. Like I just feel like we should all be able to define our own path when it comes to romance and do what makes us happy. And for some people that is going to be what falls in line, line with tradition and that's completely okay. But I just feel like we do often limit ourselves to the traditional viewpoint of a a romantic relationship when sometimes we don't fit that dynamic um and the other one the other point i wanted to make is is just stop comparing your relationship to other people or stop saying you want a relationship like somebody else's relationship Um, goals that shit is not healthy i'm sorry it's just it's it's cute um it's but it's wrong for instagram but that is not something you should it's cute but it's serious about you remember that from uh, what's that? Two stupid dogs. It's cute, but it's wrong. <laughs> um, let's stop doing that because you're your own person. Your partner or your partners are their own people. You're not going to have the same dynamic as these two other completely different individuals with completely different nar- narratives and experiences that dictate how they navigate life. You can't do that, and and you're taken away from the uniqueness and the 
the specialness of your relationship when you're too busy trying to emulate somebody else's or trying to have a relationship like your parents because they were together for 52 years and or like your grandparents they were together for 82 years no have your relationship with your partner and let that be yours and don't compare it to any other one because no relationship is worth or less any more than your like yeah <laughs> I agree with both of those. Um, and I guess you guys, if you have any relationship habits that you feel like people need to stop and you want to share them with us, feel free to send those ads. Oh, last one. Mm-hmm. And we kind of touched on it, but I just want to make it clear. Stop thinking that you can't get relationship advice from single people. Sometimes it's the best person to learn from are the people that got burnt the worst. Or... I mean, you have to be mindful of the single people that you're getting relationship advice from, but you also oh, yeah. have to be mindful I mean, of, the, of the people, people in relationships. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I would say go for the people with common sense, whether they're single or exactly. not. Those are the people you need to get advice from. People that can that have some level of objectivity, and go from there. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And like, like when people are like, well, I think you should talk to them, and da da da. But how are you going to tell me how to be in a relationship with you? Can I'm just telling you common sense. I'm telling you to communicate. Yeah. And like you said, I don't have to have been in a relationship to know that communication is important, and that you're lacking in that field, man. Like, yeah. 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 Just makes sense. So I think that's going to wrap up the main topic. So you guys, we're going to get into my favorite segment, and that is the queer query. Question. So let's go through these questions, and then we're going to wrap this show right the hell on up. Cool. First question, what would your dream job in music be? And I chose this question specifically for you. <laughs> um, Damn. I mean, my dream job would be a singer, but that's never going to happen because that's not like a dying giraffe giving birth. Well, um, but I think I would love to be in production. I'm, I'm definitely falling in love with editing these podcasts and trying to make stuff. Um, so either that or like, like, one hundred six and park type stuff, but like good. <laughs> um. Uh. Just like hosting and stuff. Yeah, um, I my think I think my dream job in music would be because I don't I don't know if I can handle the pressures of being an artist, but I definitely I think being a producer and or a songwriter. Mm. Like a good example um, would be Claude Kelly. Yes. Before you know, before they form, uh, before they form Lewis York. Lewis York, either before and after, it's all love and respect. Yeah, no, it's, both I'm, of I'm them. I'm saying man. specifically for me, like you know, and I'm just saying I love them. Like, oh yeah, and no, I, have I love them. Um, but yeah, definitely behind the scenes, like a producer or something, because I don't necessarily need the fame. I mean, with the producer, if you're good at what you do, you're kind of going to get that notoriety anyway, because. Right you know just the culture that we're in or i mean that's kind of how music has been for a long time for a couple of decades is that who did the beat who did the melody who did the vocal production that stuff is just as important as who's performing mm. so you know i could be 
I could see in a perfect world being, you know, a Timberland or being like a Diane Warren being like, oh, you need a ballot. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> yes. Let me Diane get my pen Warren and pepper. Legend. Let me get my pen and paper, pepper. What am I? You saying? just can't talk tonight. I cannot speak. Retrograde got you all fucked up. All fucked up. Well, maybe, I <laughs> maybe. When's the last time I ate? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Next question. How do you keep yourself motivated towards goals or just in general? Mm-hmm. I invest resources into things. Okay. So even when I don't feel like going, it's like, well, I am paying for this gym membership. Um, you know, I did buy this expensive ass yoga mat that Fran suggested. Um, so let me at least put this money to use. So that's one way. Um, another way, and I've I've been slacking on it lately, is just trying to make sure I stay in a good mental headspace. Um, trying to manage because I don't have like clinical depression or anxiety, but I do have issues with depression and anxiety. Mm-hmm. To the point where he threatened to put me on pills if I didn't get my shit together. Oh my. Um, yeah. So, just managing that and not overworking myself, knowing when to take a break and relax and take a step back from work. Um, and working out also helps just keep me focused on other things too, whatever uh, other aggression or whatever. I just take it out during my workout and during the rest of the day I'm a little bit more clear headed so I can focus better so it's a lot but a lot of it just just pertains to me keeping myself in good working form and in a clear headspace and once I'm in a good headspace almost everything else is pretty easy to do okay that's fair Um, I'm going to be completely honest and transparent because know thyself (laughs) I honestly haven't quite figured this out um, outside of things that I feel like I absolutely have to get done and knowing that I don't really have anyone to fall back on, like family is a motivator, but just everyday motivation, I it comes in waves and I haven't figured out my specific cheat code because... Mm something that a lot of people don't want to admit and they go to a lot of these gurus and is everything doesn't work for everybody right and for me because i know myself well enough i specifically have to uncover what works for me like even if Mm -hmm. someone tells me i think this would work for you i i have to discover it on my own in some way right you know what i mean because it's just how i operate it's how i it's how i connect to things like my own particular way of doing things. So I'm still working on it guys. Uh, and that's just life. That's part of adulting. It sucks, but it is what it is. Okay. Next question. Would you rather be able to do magic like, you know, charmed or Harry Potter or something like that? Or would you rather have amazingly advanced technology? Like, stuff we see in black mirror or the wakandan technology i would rather have magic because if i have magic then white people can't limit it but if it's like a matter of material stuff um it's going to be harder for my black ass to get that technology so give me the magic for 500 alex do you believe in magic 
and I hope you do. Um, I actually, it, this was hard for me because I love like sci-fi and all that kind of shit, magic mm-hmm. and mutant powers and all that. But I actually chose technology, and that's because I feel like it's the smarter choice to set future generations up to lead good lives. And there's mm-hmm. less likely a chance of being ostracized by non-magic people. Well, fuck that. We can have our own world like they did. My just my concern with the technology is, like I said, access to the technology. Who's getting it? Is it going to be available to people in Compton? Yeah. Is it going to be available to people in Southeast Barry Farm? So that's not that no more. Like, yeah, that's fair. And see, my thing with magic was, Eve. It doesn't matter. Because prejudices are still going to be a thing. And yeah. it ain't shit for them to get together and be like, oh, you got magic. Well, we just, you know, we got a tank. We're going to shoot you. Right. You know, Salem witch but trials at least, and all that. At kind least of you're stuff. on the even playing field when it comes to the magic. Like, yeah. I mean, I guess it, it just depends. You know, it's yeah. just the, you can get into the nuances, but. Yeah. <laughs> and that's me. Right. I'm an Aquarius by nature. I just yeah. start thinking and go down a rabbit hole. And this is like, oh. Yeah. Been there for twelve hours, huh? Get it. Yeah. Okay, last question. Uh bonus question. Ooh. If you were a mutant, what mm-hmm. power or powers would you wish you had? Because you don't really get to I mean, with mutant lore, you don't really get to choose your powers. Right. But let's say you um, did have the opportunity to choose your powers, what would you choose? I would Probably choose teleportation. Mm, come on, Nightcrawler. Um, yeah, it'll be teleportation, mainly because it's easy. Like I can teleport to and from Miami. Like I can teleport to Miami, <laughs> have fun all day, and then teleport my ass back home. I got to spend no flight, no hotel, no incidentals hold. No facility fee, no gas, no baggage fee, no car rental, none of that. Okay, come on specifics. Um, a, a nice vacation for free. Well, yeah. not for free because I'm gonna have to, you know, get drinks and shit there. But for a significantly no travel and lodging, amount. bitch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then like it'll be so convenient for work. Like yeah, it's just like bam, I can I'm leave at here. the last minute. Like it's so perfect. So it'll probably be teleportation. Okay. Um, I chose telekinesis because I'm lazy. Mm. <laughs> and it's like, bring me things with my mind. And, you know, I feel like if you know, you know, if you're good at it, then you probably could fly. You can make yourself fly too. So I chose telekinesis. I can be like, bitch, move. And they will move because I have the power to make that ass move. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Uh, I think that you guys is going to wrap up this episode of Gay Side Stories. Huey, I want to give a huge thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to be on the show. Thank you for having me. It's been a long time coming, man. I'm happy to be here. Definitely, definitely. So uh, before we get out of here, let people know where they can find you. Yeah, uh, you can hit me up on the Twitter at Baby Huey. That's B-A-E-B-Y-H-U-E-Y. Um and on Instagram I'm trying to be back on there a little bit more. Um it's baby underscore Huey two point oh. Um upgrade? Well no, because the first baby Huey account I had deleted a long time ago. Mm-hmm. So when I re 
got back on Instagram a few years ago. It was just 2.0. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just that. And then you can catch um, Equipment I Jams every Saturday at 12 on listenvisionlive.com. Uh, follow the Twitter, Equipment I Jams with a Z. Uh, follow Boys Love Beyonce on Twitter at Boys Love B. Um, yeah. Yeah. So follow those things and support the things that my man here is doing. Uh, in the meantime, you guys can go to GaySideStories.com for more information. You can interact with me via email at GaySideStories at gmail.com. On Facebook, it's Facebook.com slash GaySideStories. And also the Facebook group, hashtag GaySidePod. On Twitter and Instagram, it's at GaySideStories. Make sure you guys are subscribed wherever you get your podcast. If you're not already, if you're new and you're just trying it out and you like it, go ahead and hit that subscribe button or whatever it says in your particular app. <laughs> uh, and if you like what I'm doing, take a t- take a little bit of time to leave a rating and a review wherever you can. Uh, specifically, if you would be so inclined to do it on Apple Podcasts, because you guys know this. If you listen to podcasts, you hear this every week on everybody's podcast. The reason why is because it is important that we have ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts. It's the biggest podcast platform, even if the app is absolute trash after mm. the iOS, iOS 11 update. It's just it's just not that girl anymore. <laughs> At least to me. I mean, if you like it, then, you know, I don't know. I I've no. been on Android for a year now. I know the new developments are. Oh, well, I didn't mean you specifically, but... I know, I was just saying, too. like, I, I, I don't, mean, yeah, I don't if know. you're on Android, I hey. don't know this struggle. Over there you have... What, what did she say? Apple Podcasts? No. On, what did she say on um, Got To Be Real? Oh. I'm bad I can't remember voice. it. I'm bad with Me voice. too. Uh, and last but not least, make sure you guys are sharing this podcast with others. That is how we grow. That's how we get the word out. I appreciate all of my guests who retweet to their audiences and bring more people in. It really just it makes me so happy. I just feel so good inside. Um, And that is it, you guys. Also, one last thing I forgot. Check out the Sounds of the Stories playlist. I am going to try to update that more and have my friend Naj update that as well. I just added the fuck nigga free track to it because that is the motherfucking jam. Um, in addition to Cardi's album, fuck nigga free. And I guess I'm, I'm not a hundred percent on board with, um, nice for what, but if you are, that's great. And I feel like all three of those things will ride you right through summer 2018 and have you out here like the baddest bitch that you were meant to be. (laughs) so with that being said thank you again for listening remember the lost commandment thou shalt protect thy walls or they will crumble and you will be out here just passed out and we are (laughs) done with this episode we are out of here bye you guys peace everybody thanks for having me again man appreciate it